Hello guys, welcome to the podcast. It is so nice to have you here. Thank you so much for joining me. So I will not make a long intro at all, but what I will say is I am very excited about today's podcast episode because as you guys know, I went on my first ever solo traveling trip very recently and I still feel so good about it. I'm still reminiscing on so much. That memory is my all-time favorite memory. My solo traveling trip will forever, forever, forever have my heart and the other day I literally cried because of how much love I felt on that trip and I'm so glad to be able to share these stories with you guys and the reason why I think all women should slow travel at least one time so before we jump into this podcast episode please make sure that you leave your reviews on both my Apple and my Spotify. To my Apple girls, please, please leave your reviews. I have not received any reviews in a long time on my Apple. So asking, begging you, all my Apple girls to please leave your reviews. My Spotify girls are doing a good job. Again, keep doing your thing. But for my Apple girls, please leave your reviews. So yeah, I think that's it. I love you guys so much. Let's jump into this podcast episode. I am officially back in town after going on my first ever solo trip, which was in Hawaii. My trip was an absolute dream come true as I always desired a life of travel. I also feel like it was a full circle moment because I moved out my mom's house in August, as you guys know, and learned how to self-source to eventually go all the way to Hawaii on my own, which truly grounds me into my personal sovereignty. There are so many things I didn't know about myself until I saw something completely different. With Within solo travel, you meet these different versions of who you are with each place you go and you learn how to bring that version everywhere with you. You learn how rich and abundant life is. You learn what it means to bask in the beauty of being young and independent. Solo travel will make you fall in love with yourself over and over and over again as you were able to give yourself these unique and beautiful experiences. When a woman can solo travel, she is truly solidified in loving her own presence. When I was on the bus going to my hostel, I had realized, wow, I am on this trip by myself. So this means I have honestly done the work and no one can take away my confidence. I have done the work and this is an entire manifestation of all the love I poured into myself. A lot of people cannot say they solo travel. So if you can, you truly stand outside that box. As you sightsee and you talk to the locals and you listen to the stories, you begin to feel this light surrounding you as it's the light from your own energy and all the love you poured into it. Women must solo travel, especially to my young girls who are in their early 20s. The best thing that you can do for yourself is go build a perspective of the world for yourself by yourself. This is not to say you cannot date while doing this, but it is to say that that, that is not where all your energy should go. And matter of fact, I recommend every woman have a period where they are celibate, free, and they're seeing the world. This is currently what I'm doing, and I have never felt so much softness and love and joy and tenderness in my life. So with all that being said, let's talk about my trip. So my solo trip was extremely, extremely life-changing. I traveled with my family and 
rode a plane once with my family and have found myself always on trips with my family and I've come to realize how I don't like traveling with my family. I honestly don't like traveling with them and there's for you know a lot of reasons but I've realized how much I love being on my own traveling especially while I'm young because I'm able to do the things that I truly want to do and build a perception for myself rather than having to be around other people and you know gathering what they think I am completely on my own so my flight was at 5 a.m in the morning and I took a ride to the airport and when I got there I was so extremely nervous because it was my first time learning how to navigate the airport the, yeah, the airport by myself because mind you, I've always traveled with my family. So this was the first ever time I was learning how to navigate an entire airport, packing up my stuff. Okay, what do I need to bring? What not to bring? Ordering all of my traveling essentials from Amazon. And it was so fun even during the packing process because it was like, oh my God, I'm really doing this on my own. Like This is really all of me. I am the coordinator. I am the organizer. I am doing this. This is a one-man show. That was just everything. So I was at the airport and there were so many people, people around me who were so helpful because I was talking to them like it's my first time being here. And mind you, when I got to their airport, I was a little bit scared because there was nobody in the front. And so they were like, oh, you know, it's it's okay. Just calm down. You know, this happens. And they were just giving me tips on solo traveling. One woman was like, I'll stay right here with you in case you need any help. And then even the front desk people, they were like, you know, okay, this is what you do. This is where you go to go to your gate. And it was such an amazing experience just learning, okay, how do I navigate? in airport so I got to my gate and I waited and I was just you know on my phone of course and that's when 5 a.m rolled around and they end up calling our flight and just the entire joy of me like oh my god this is finally happening I am my voice is shaking because I'm still it still feels so surreal so they called our number and so I went into um, of course, I went down that little runway and then got on the plane and I sat down and just looked, looked outside the window. Mind you, it was dark, so I couldn't see much, but I was just on in my seat like this cannot be real. Like this is so real. This is all of my prayers being answered. These are angels who have guided me here. And that's when they end up taking off. And that part is my favorite when they like the plane just starts, you know, going and just takes off in the air and we was above the clouds and it was so beautiful because it was dark. So I was just on the plane relaxing. I had my pillow, my neck pillow. I had my headphones and that's when we arrived in Dallas, Texas. And I stayed because I already knew how to navigate an airport from my hometown. I kind of knew how this airport worked. So I just walked around and I had ended up buying some things just to buy. And then I had got me some food and then went to my gate. And then eventually they called our group. And that's when we arrived in Hawaii. The flight to Hawaii was so long. And honestly, it was kind of like a dread because the 
person next to me kept farting and it was making it smell so bad and mind you I didn't have a mask I couldn't protect myself so I was pretty irritated sitting next to the person because he was drinking coffee and it was not like he was drinking hot coffee the coffee was literally cold like they had gave him a cup of coffee and he put it in that little that little pocket in the back chair and he just kept drinking it on the way to Hawaii so it wasn't even hot and he just kept farting and mind you I don't want to say anything because I'm not trying to be rude but that was just the most dreadful experience and mind you the flight is like eight hours long so I was just like please get me off of this flight my ears were plugged but I did make some use of the time because during that entire eight hour flight I was listening to my music I was journaling and then I had opened up my manifestation journal and the way I love to use to use my manifestation journal is I have like pictures printed on it with just quotes and my deepest heart desires and I had realized and saw a page where it was just dedicated to me traveling and I almost ended up crying because I had realized how this literally came true and this is the proof and so I end up writing in it like this has came true I'm literally on the plane right now and that was just such a beautiful 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 moment the flight there was also very pretty because we we're over the ocean and then when you actually got to Hawaii we flew over some of the islands and that was so beautiful because it was my first time ever being on a flight like that and so of course I took pictures and I kept reading my book and I was just journaling and I honestly did a good job at making of making use of that time because it was eight hours so it was a pretty long flight and so we got off and I arrived in the Hawaii airport and I'm not even gonna lie it was so confusing and so different from the airport that I was previously at and so I was really really confused and also scared because okay now I have to catch a ride to my hostel and I am in a totally different place on the other side of the world and now it is go time now I have to put these skills to test and this is a real test of my independence can I do this can I pull it off and so I'm in the airport and the airport was really beautiful the scenery was really beautiful and I had saw the mountains and I was just like oh my god I am really here this is my dream trip like I am really really in Hawaii and I felt like I, I took a deep breath and felt so deep in my stomach and just relaxed into that moment like I did it we're here and so I got there and mind you my clothes like I'm ready to take a shower because I've been on like so many flights and it was so long and I'm ready to go to this hostel to take a shower and I end up going to the front desk Thank God they had a thing where you could set up, set up like an appointment for a ride and they'll have like a bus to come pick you up. So that's what I did because the Uber was the Uber situation was so confusing and I was like, you know what? 
I'm gonna just get a bus to take me because the bus driver is well known in this area and I'll be with other people, which will make me feel safer. So I got on the bus and immediately I almost cried. I was just smiling out the window. I didn't want them to see me. So I had just turned my head towards the window and I was just smiling and taking pictures on the way to the hostel. But before we got to the hostel, of course, he had to drop off other people. So it was just amazing to just, you know, go around and see everything. And if you want to know where I stayed, it was Waikiki. So that's where I stayed. And that's when we arrived. And I ended up walking to my place because I was like, you know what? One of the best tips that I have is whenever you're in a new place, walk around like a local. I know that may sound like what, but honestly, I love doing that. Like, okay, let me get used to the surroundings. So I end up getting off at a stop that was kind of a, a little bit far from my hostel, but I was just like, I want to walk around. I want to, you know, feel like a local. I want to ground into this place because I'm going to be here for a few days. So I want to kind of get used to the environment. So I end up walking and I had went to the wrong hostel and I was just like, okay, where's mine at? And the person ended up helping me. And so I unpacked and I met a few girls there and we had just chit chatted. All of them were solo travelers, which was nice because it was just, you no. Know, cool to be around like-minded women who all had the same goal and also though my first ever hostel experience for me I had picked a hostel because number one it was cheaper and I was going to spend majority of my money on the experience and on activities so I was just like I'm gonna save some money on like the hotel the hotel part and just put more money towards my activities which was extremely 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 smart because I would be out the entire day and then around like eight or nine I would come back just like oh I am done to go shower and go to bed so I honestly my best tip is put more money towards your activities rather than the hotel if you're going for comfort then yes spend more money on your hotel but if you're just going to have a beautiful experience you're going because you really want to live you really want to go see things then my best advice is to get a hostel to get a room because then you're saving so much money because all you really need is a bed and a shower. I'm grateful because my hostel had a stove, it had a fridge, it had a shower, it had a nice comfortable bed and my roommates were no problem at all. I actually enjoyed some of them. We had conversations, they had like a nice rooftop balcony and so I really really enjoyed the hostel and it was so convenient because it was close to the beach so like it was like two minutes away like two minutes away from the beach so I could just leave my phone inside the hostel to charge it real quick and then just go to the beach and I'm like right there at my hostel still so it was a very convenient location right next to some ABC stores which I absolutely absolutely loved and I just really enjoyed that hostel experience again it was so brand new but I end up liking it I end up taking pleasure in it and so I always recommend save money on the hotel part don't put all your money towards that put more money towards the experiences 
I took Ubers and buses throughout the island, which I loved as I got closer to many of the locals and went through some of the neighborhoods. The rides were so beautiful as everywhere you drove, there were views of lakes, open land, lush green mountains and oceans. As I was in the car, I would roll down the window and put my arm out saying prayers as the wind caressed me, thanking God for this sacred land my eyes was blessed to witness. I also enjoyed taking rides because the people were so friendly giving tours as you rode along one guy would give me info on each community we drove by saying the majority of people filling the lands were polynesians korean native hawaiians pacific islanders he went on to say during covid a lot of people moved moved to hawaii mainly white americans which drove up the cost of the land so much so it's difficult for those who are hawaiian and native to live on it because the housing market is is increasing and the more people are buying these homes the more the pricing becomes higher majority of the homeless that i saw in hawaii was not those from the other parts of the u.s these homeless people were natives and that is just simply not fair because that land was stolen from them and they're having to work 10 times harder just to you know not be homeless this is why many natives beg tourists to not move there because the land is so sacred to them and their dream is to stay on that island and for the generations after them to carry on the legacy of that island However, they cannot do so if they cannot afford housing, and there is a grief that comes with that. Hawaiians have so much respect and pride for their land. They love their land. As I would go on hikes in the rainforest and dip my feet in the ocean, you could feel the spirit of home. The spirit you felt in Hawaii was so comforting and warm. You could feel the stories and sweet nostalgia fill the air. Everyone native had a story. Hawaii is deeply spiritual and when you go there, you just feel this love and it's truly so beautiful. Their land is lush and green. Even in winter, they are still abundant. They are still so prosperous. The fruit in Hawaii was so fresh and juicy. Everything in Hawaii was alive. The trees sing, the waters dance, the mountains hug each other. It was all so connected. The natives honored everything. Something I also found really cute was how many chickens would roam the land and the birds were not scared of anybody. Like the birds would literally be right next to you and they would not move. And I just found that so beautiful how comfortable all the living things there was on that land. In the mornings from where I stayed, you could hear the roosters, which was so magical and a dream come true because I've always wanted to wake up to roosters on an island and that was just like a dream come true i would begin my day at 6 a.m to 7 a.m which was great because when i came back i would be so exhausted from my day and i could go see the sunset at the beach that was like two minutes away and it was such a wonderful experience mind you in like the early mornings, it feels so good from the ocean because the ocean breeze is hitting you and like the smell of like the fresh ocean and it was just everything. And mind you, I had a view of the mountains so you could see the sun rise over the mountains. It was all just 
Mm, like if I could, I wish I could relive all of it. It was the best, the best time I've ever had. And the views were so amazing. I will always start my mornings going on a hike. The view will always give me a positive outlook for the rest of my day. The mountains circling the land with the rising sun giving color to the trees. The waterfall would then be oozing out of the mountains. It was humid, so you did need to have, you know, mosquito spray. And I didn't see any weird creatures. I had called my friend and she was like, did you see anything there? And I was just like, actually, no, I did not see anything. But I did, I did hear that there was like two huge spiders next to me I was walking somewhere and the woman has said right beside you there's a huge spider web and there's two huge spiders the size of almost my fist and they're right beside you and I was freaking out so bad I was like turning my head almost 180 degrees trying to avoid looking at the spider and so I didn't see anything other than that and to be honest, majority of the animals there was like like small land animals, like pigs. I did see some cows. I saw chickens. Um, what else did I see? I think it's all I can name. And of course, they had horses. And I did ride a horse. I'm going to get to that. But that was also amazing because my first time going, you know, horseback riding. But throughout the hike, I would see vines and creeks and these huge rocks. The entire time I was there, I would keep asking myself, how did I come to be this blessed? I mean, I saw beautiful, tall, tall, tall trees just surrounding me and they were green like over here where I stay in winter all the trees are dead but in Hawaii everything is still so alive like if someone could give me like if someone asked me what is one word you would describe Hawaii I would say alive everything was alive all the birds sing the trees moved like you truly felt that energy that spirit I have I have been to you know some other places that had you know beautiful nature but not anything like Hawaii. Hawaii is a deeply spiritual place. Hawaii is also where I felt the safest. As a black woman solo traveler, it's very important I am honest about my experience in different parts of the world. Hawaii felt extremely safe. Everyone knew everyone and I did not feel threatened at all. I wasn't catcalled. I wasn't harassed. You could walk around at 2 to 4 a.m. in the morning and still feel very safe. I was wearing bikinis walking around and never once was I followed. The Ubers and bus driver was safe and made good conversations. And overall, I felt very welcome. I would go in the park and lay my beach towel on the grass and fall asleep with my book and still... I would feel safe. So what did I eat? This may be very funny, but the entire time I was there, I ate Wingstop. On that island, I craved nothing but wings. I wanted to be open-minded and give the food a try, but as soon as I saw Wingstop, that's all I ate. I get the eight-piece lemon pepper with ranch and extra seasoning on my fries. I usually don't eat ranch, but I'll definitely eat Wingstop Ranch. I actually love eating there also because I feel like a local. I got comfortable so quick in Hawaii. That's how 
they make you feel they are so welcoming to the point you feel at home already and then for breakfast i would eat at aha usually after i eat i will be so tired so i would either go to the beach or lay under a tree with the book and nap and when i would wake up i felt so well rested and cleansed the sands on the beach was golden and so pretty and shimmery and the ocean felt just so good and how like the waves crashed on the shore. It was so pretty and it was very hot actually. And I love that because where I'm from, it's so cold. So to be in Hawaii, it was like, yes, I can now wear my, my bikinis. I can now wear my shorts. And it felt just so amazing in Hawaii. The grass was freshly cut and the trees all like it, the trees gave this beautiful wind and it was just a perfect place to fall asleep and to relax and unwind after a long day and I'm so grateful for these memories my all-time favorite memory I don't say all-time but one of my favorite memories was the horseback ride so I want to talk to you guys about that it was my first time doing anything like that I never did horseback riding until that time and I was so scared because I was the line leader the woman had put me in front and I was nervous because mind you it's my first time and my horse kept going off of the trail and she had to continuously like bring my horse back or my horse would just stop and I was nervous because I'm like okay I'm the line leader and I don't want to hold anybody up and I was just asking her repeatedly like can I go be second or third and she was just like just wait because some horses are trained to be the line leader so you know if you get like really uncomfortable let me know but just right now try to stick it out so I did that and eventually everything did work out perfectly the horse was so beautiful I had posted the picture of the horse on my Instagram so please go follow and the scenery of the horseback ride was so amazing the horse clicking the ground was soothing to my ears and the breeze and just how heartwarming the entire experience was the tour guide was amazing giving us a tour we had a good conversation while we were on the horse we was just both talking about almost everything she was so sweet and so super kind and the landscape was just jaw-dropping the mountains all wrapped around you and it was green the grass was green it was open fields of land with animals all decorating the land the sun poured over to give the trees more color it was just everything and I felt internally good I wanted to cry I want to just pour my heart out to God and just be like thank you thank you thank you for this moment and then beside me was the ocean and it was just so pretty seeing everyone doing their there were some people on the on the land riding bikes you had some people having a tour on the carts it was just pretty how everything came together and it felt even more real because mind you i'm riding a horse outside so i'm like getting a fuller experience because it's slower it was a two hour horseback ride and i didn't know how horseback riding could make the insides of your legs sore but it definitely did do that and it definitely did give me like a workout because my entire like all of my legs was just sore and even my core a little bit was sore and I'm just like 
wait, this is actually like a workout. Like this can make you sore. And all in all, it was just very refreshing. And after ranch, I had went and got me some food. And then again, went to the beach, relaxed, read my book, played in the ocean and just talked to Mother Earth. And then I headed back to my hostel. That was one of my favorite, favorite memories. And as I drove back to the hostel again, I would roll down the window and just let my hair just out the window and my arms. And I would just let the wind <laughs> blow on me as the mountains would pass me, as the birds would pass me, as other cars would pass. It was just such a dream. And then my other favorite memory was meeting this friend and we, as soon as we met, we clicked like instantly. We were both around the same age and we both had a passion for traveling and um, we had met at the hostel and as soon as we saw each other, we was like, yep, we're going to be friends and I actually got her number and we had talked on the rooftop balcony about just everything. It was such a beautiful conversation to be with a woman who is like-minded and minds you, like I told you guys in my other podcast episode, it has been a dream of mine for so long to find sisterhood, to have that women solidarity, that women connection in which we we both have similarities. We both love the earth. We both love traveling and we get along so well. And she was perfect. And we had made plans. We was in different rooms. We was like, hey, let's make plans to go on a hike tomorrow together. So at 7.30, let's both wake up and let's go on a hike. And so that's exactly what we did. We would both wake up at the same time and then meet each other um, outside. And we had went on this hike. And the hike was incredibly beautiful. We would stop because we got tired and we would just drink water and have a nice, beautiful chat as the view behind us would just be, you know, as, as the view was already so beautiful. I don't have words. Like, I'm at a loss for words. So if I'm jumbled within my words, just keep up with me. Um, I'm still living in that experience. It was all just so beautiful. <laughs> so then we would walk up all the way to the top and it was just jaw dropping. Everything was seen. We saw the crater. We had saw the ocean. We saw the island from, you know, where we was. I almost just wanted to cry. We both took pictures and then we had went back down and then there was like, there was like this open field of land and I just ran through it, just screaming with my arms wide open. She had recorded me. It's on my Instagram too. And she had just recorded me and we took pictures of each other and then we talked and it was just such a beautiful beautiful experience with a woman to be able to share that experience with one, you know, with a girl that was just everything to me and I'm so glad to have met her and we actually end up planning something else I already planned my next trip and I had told her like hey I'm gonna be here and she was just like I'm gonna see if I can go because I do want to see you again so it was just wonderful meeting a friend on that trip I remember how when I was in Hawaii I was just having so many reflections and I was just contemplating about 
what I want for myself at 20 years old in my early 20s. And that trip truly answered everything. I want to spend my early 20s traveling, meeting people, seeing different cultures, seeing different things. I spent so much of my teenagehood in relationships and here and there arguing with this person in toxic relationships. And I am fully now reclaiming my 20s. And that trip really opened me up on how so much we can spend our time doing things that truly don't matter. We spend so much of our time thinking small and there's an entire world out there. And it was my first time realizing for myself how big and how gigantic the world is. There are so many different cultures, so many different people to meet. And it would be a disservice to myself to just limit myself to where I'm from and where I live when there's so much to see. Explore the world and then make those big commitments and then go out there and, and do this and do that. But first, go see the world. Go see what's out there. And I am so glad to be 20 years old already giving myself those full experiences. I feel like my ancestors and my angels and God is just looking down upon me and they are so proud of me. They are hugging me each and every single day because I truly do believe I have broke so many so many generational curses. I'm the first person in my family, especially like Gen Z wise to be solo traveling. Everyone in my family was like, not not for me solo traveling. And so for me to take that big step and go out there like I did, that was such a huge, huge, huge accomplishment. And I give myself that glory to, you know, I, I give myself that space to own that. And I and I glorify that moment because it's truly everything to step outside the box and see what's out there and to explore more parts of who you are. Like I said, I'll say it again, as you solo travel and as, and as you see the world for yourself, you fall in love with those different versions of who you are. And then when you leave that place, it makes you so emotional because you feel like you're leaving that version behind when really you're taking that version with you and you learn to carry that version of yourself everywhere you go. When you solo travel, you meet these new, these new different parts of your soul as you're meeting different people, as you're talking to locals, as you're hearing their stories, you unlock these parts of your spirit and your soul that you have never unlocked before. You explore the depths of yourself that you never explored before because you're in a totally different environment. And with that, you challenge yourself to think differently, to act differently, to adapt. You know, in my first time being in a hostel and that was experience that was a lesson of learning how to adapt to new places because I'm used to comfort. I'm used to my own bed and my big room and my own bathroom. But when you're in a hostel and you're sharing with people, you learn how to, okay, this is a different experience. I'm with other women who I don't know. And it truly challenges your brain to think. And that is what we need. We need more women out here challenging themselves and seeking these new different experiences so they can have stories to tell because now I have these stories to pass on. Now I have these stories to share of my time in Hawaii and I find that so beautiful. 
it was so nice hearing the stories of the locals, especially one man as I was, as I was in his Uber going to like a garden and he shared me his story about his childhood and how precious the land is to him and how much he will forever, forever love his land. He will never move. And he was just talking to me about how, you know, where we was going. He said, you know, I grew up around here. So as I'm driving you, I'm just reminiscing on so many memories of my childhood. This was the street that we used to run down to go surfing. We used to skip class to go surf. Grandma used to be cooking good food and in his voice, I could just sense and, and just feel the nostalgia. And I was just like, really? And he just kept talking about how he loved the land so much and he's working hard so his kids can have his home and it can be a generational home. And I was just like, wow, y'all culture is absolutely beautiful and he was just telling me how yeah we used to have fish everywhere like those streams we'd go out there and just fish for food and bring them back home and barbecue and it was truly beautiful he said I love my childhood I would do anything to go back because my childhood was absolutely beautiful and within his voice you could just hear his sincerity and you can just hear how precious it was to him and that's how much I and, and to be honest that was my favorite part about being on the island was hearing different stories of natives who was you know born and raised there because you truly felt like as they explained their home you felt it as well especially when you went through their neighborhoods and you went you know through just when when, when you went through the island you felt like, yes, there is there is years of stories buried in this land. Like people belong here. Like these people belong here. And you felt that from their soul, from their spirit. And it was my first time ever feeling feeling that, you know, and I always want to feel that. And that's why I have such a passion for traveling because you won't know until you go out there for yourself into a different culture and you just explore their culture and hear their stories about home. It makes you feel like home. As they share their story about home, they give you a piece of that. And when I tell you, I will forever, 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 forever remember and I will forever respect their land. And this is why I'm so fierce also about people moving over there. Like, please stop moving over there. Please stop buying their land because these people belong on that land. They absolutely admire and adore that land. And when you are moving over there, you are making it hard for them to stay on there. You're making it hard for them to live on it because you keep driving up their prices and they want to pass down their homes but they can't because people are buying their land so please don't move over there visit for a few days but understand that their home is not your home and that's something we have to reiterate especially for Hawaiians their home is not your home go over there you know three to four or five days okay and then please get off of their land because those people have so many precious stories and they do not deserve to go homeless or to move because they can no longer afford their property so please for the love of god and divine mother and my ancestors and angels stop moving over there to hawaii <laughs> stop <laughs>
I did get many questions from my girls pertaining to safety, and I want to touch on this as this is the main concern for women solo traveling. So how did I stay safe and what are my personal tips? So my first tip is do not walk in fear. There is so much happening in the world and we can draw our attention to it. However, you still have a life to live. Have awareness, but feel free to drop the anxiety. Solo traveling is not this hell that people make it to be. It is beautiful. However, you can only experience this if you learn how to breathe. In Hawaii, I walked around neighborhoods. I frolicked in open fields of land. I've talked to random locals. I've talked to Uber drivers. When you are natural, it's hard to tell if you're a tourist and you won't be treated like one. Like there has been so many times on my trip when people thought I live there and I had to remind them like I don't live here and they were shocked because of just how natural I was but because I already have a sense of home within my soul I brought that to that island and they felt that and they honestly thought I live there and I was like no I'm a tourist I'm just completely relaxed and I'm not walking in fear. Number two, buy one backpack instead of multiple and pack all of your things into that one backpack. One thing traveling will teach you is do not underpack, but also don't overpack. When you solo travel, honestly, get the things that you need, like your essentials and a few clothes. You can get the rest as you go along on your trip. But one backpack was so manageable. And mind you, I didn't even have to pay for my backpack through the airport. And that was which is really convenient. So I always recommend do one backpack instead of multiple. Number three, never tell anyone that you're alone. Say that you have friends, family, and people you are with. Of course, I did tell some people I was alone. I used my discernment. So use your discernment telling people if you're alone or not. I always recommend just for safety Tell them that you have friends with you, that you have family, people who are with you so you can just protect yourself from being followed or, or stalked in cars with Ubers. Watch the map as you drive and say that you have someone waiting for you if they ask you. On my Uber app, I have a pen set up so anytime I get in, you must use the pen to continue. If you don't feel comfortable with Ubers, taking buses where there are other people also is a good option. Bus is also was very safe because number one you're with other locals and tourists and it's just beautiful being able to go around the island and see different parts so if you don't feel comfortable with ubers i highly recommend buses which also may be cheaper number four check in with a trusted person very regularly at least one person needs to know your whereabouts call in with them facetime them give them updates take pictures of where you are you never want to solo travel and leave those around you completely unaware if something happened god forbid they can at least track you and have evidence of your whereabouts instead of being left in the unknown Number five, buy a hotel door lock or this is for people who like hotel or Airbnbs. I highly recommend buying a hotel lock and you can find these on Amazon in which you have like a lock and you can put it on your door. There are, there are so many videos of women complaining about their hotel door not being safe and 
easy to open and i just highly recommend just for safety to buy a hotel lock on amazon especially if you're staying at airbnb and you're doing rooms buy you a lock now if you're doing a hostel i don't recommend this because you are with other people and honestly i felt so safe in my four girl dormitory i always believe that hostels are just more safe especially if you are with the same sets so I recommend hostel, especially if it's your first time traveling. I'm going to always recommend do a hostel first and then see how you like it. But hostels are good for first time travelers because it gives you like a gist. You're with other women who can also help you. And it just gives like a really good feel of how traveling is like rather than just jumping to a hotel or Airbnb, which I feel like is for those who are more experienced however if that's what you want to do please buy a hotel lock on amazon and number six my last tip research the reviews on the area the area that you're staying in the hotel you're staying in see the crime rate in your area find the local fire stations and police stations if you are traveling internationally look up the rules there because everyone's laws are different their emergency number and especially for women of color look up the crime rate before you vacation anywhere you want to become so well known of the area that you're staying in the reason why i felt comfortable as soon as i got into hawaii was because i had did so much research on each area I was going to visit. I had looked up the crime rate, where the nearby police station, fire station, um, where there are laws there. Like I had researched so much because it was just important for me to know what I was going to get myself into. Also, look at the news. So if you are going to a different place, look at the news there so you won't be left, you know, out of the blue about what's going on in that area and keep an eye out on that weather. So those are my top six travel tips that kept me safe. In my honest opinion, I feel like people over-exaggerate solo traveling and the dangers, especially if you live alone or you're in college away from home. Solo traveling is not that hard. It's not that complicated. Take the principles that you that, that, that you honor in your hometown with you everywhere. So if you are in your hometown and you're doing good there, you're able to travel there, travel to the store, take those same principles everywhere that you go. I believe that people over-exaggerate solo traveling and make it seem like it's this big thing and it's, oh my God, this could happen and that could happen. And although, yes, it can, I always tell women to please do not walk in fear on that trip it's act like it's natural, pretend like it's natural, and then eventually it begins to feel natural. Every woman has their own path, plan, and purpose, and truly is about deciding what is beneficial for you now. For me, I don't see myself with children right now or marriage or in a university, but rather creating my own sense of fun. I wish to live fully and openly and openly right now in my early 20s. After my Hawaii trip, I feel this deep sense of clarity as if I now know what I truly want for myself now. And even in my relationship, my standards have rise. Now I'm like, if my partner cannot 
give me a lifestyle of traveling, then we just won't mesh. We're not compatible. I have to be with a partner that absolutely loves traveling, that can travel with me, that can surprise me with flight tickets, wake me up like, listen, I booked the hotel. I got the tickets to the place that you always want to go. I have to have a partner like that. I cannot have a partner that, that just want to chill at home and do nothing because number one, I provided my own self this lifestyle of travel. And so now that I'm with you, you have to be able to travel with me. I feel like I am most compatible with those who love to travel. And that's even with my friends. Like I am best friends with people who love to travel and see different cultures and explore new things. I love people who are open-minded. And I had almost forgot to tell you this. On my last day in Hawaii, I had ended up getting stranded. It was so crazy. So I had went to this botanical garden area. It was so pretty. Mountains everywhere. Um, lakes Oh my God, it was beautiful. I mean, trails and the sun was out just basking over the lake and I had my hiking clothes on. It was just so beautiful. I can still smell the fresh scent of the air and the, there were so many butterflies and flowers like you guys. It was just a dream. And um, when I got there, they had no internet. So mind you, I have to book all of my rides through my phone. So this is my last day and my, my airplane come at seven. So I have to literally be at the airport by at least like, you know, five the Dodge traffic. So I'm stranded. I have no internet and I'm almost on the highway trying to find some internet like I'm damn near by the road and so I'm losing hope I'm getting scared because I don't have any internet I'm unfamiliar with this area and I'm like oh my god what am I gonna do as I sat down and I was just on my phone looking for a signal this bus pulls up oh my god this bus pulls up and so I had went and I got on the bus and I had said like, hey, like, do I need to pay with card? Mind you, I don't have any cash. So the bus driver is like, oh, it's cash only or you can use your card. I don't have either. I am stranded. I have no internet. I don't have any cash. I am I, I am at a loss. I'm just at, I'm just losing hope. So I tell him, I told him I had said, you know, I don't have any cash and my phone doesn't have any internet and I really, really, really need to go somewhere. And I'm so scared to be here by myself. And he was just like, hop on. And I'm just so grateful for him. If he probably didn't tune in, but let's just say he is. Thank you so much. You are a literal lifesaver. I was about to cry because I was stranded in an area I know nothing about. <laughs> so I got on the bus and it was my last day. So I was about to tear up because I did not want to leave Hawaii. I had met the most beautiful people, seen the most beautiful sceneries, um, ate some good wing stop. I just did not want to leave the island of Hawaii. Like it literally became my home in just four to five days. So as I rode the bus, it was just a beautiful ending because mind you, there was parts of the island that I didn't get to see. But on that bus ride, I was able to see all those parts of the island. And so what looked like an inconvenience 
was a huge blessing because again, I ended up seeing parts of the island I did not see. So I'm on the bus and I'm just listening to my indie music and I'm just romanticizing my life outside the window, <laughs> looking at all the mountains and looking at everything, people walking, people in their cars, driving to Lord knows what. And I was just like, this cannot be my last day. Like, no, this really cannot be my last day. And um, I remember like at nighttime, I would go on the strip and I would just walk into a few stores. I would go get me something to eat. I would go to the beach at night and find seashells. There was fireworks. And I remember just how sad I was on that bus, but also... Like a bittersweet moment, like sweet because I now got the experience and I was a little ready to go home, just wash my clothes and take a, you know, a nice fresh shower at my own place. But bitter because I truly did not want to leave. And so we're on the bus and I'm just reminiscing on everything. And that's when he ends up pulling up to this ranch that I had went to the other day to go horseback riding. So I was just like, you can drop me off here and then I just get, get some internet here, charge up my phone get something to eat, and then go back to the airport. So I did that, got me an Uber like two minutes away, and I went to the airport, and then I just went at the airport. And I was so sad because, mind you, I don't have nothing to look forward to now because my trip has now came to an end. So I'm at the airport, so I ended up booking me another trip. So I will not reveal, <laughs> I will not reveal where my flight is going to next, but... Let's just say a lot of you girls live there. And I do want to meet a few of y'all. So I'm not going to reveal the next trip, but just know it is booked and just know that I will be there. And I do want to meet a few of y'all. So, you know, when I drop the location, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so that was my Hawaii trip. That really put the stamp on my sovereignty. If someone asks me, what makes you so independent? What makes you so self-sourcing and self-sufficient? I traveled to a whole different part of the world all by myself. Yes, I moved out. Yes, I pay all my bills. But I also solo travel. Like I do it all by myself. I book my own flights. I book my own rooms. I book everything. I'm the organizer. I'm the coordinator. So... When I can, this, this, this is truly a full circle moment of me being a young self-sourcing woman and I am 20 years old. So we are literally just getting started. So to all of my girls who are listening, solo travel need to be on your bucket list. You need to go at least one time. You need to do a solo trip by yourself one time because you're traveling with family so much you're traveling with friends and you're not able to fully get a get, get the full experience of what it means to be on your own in another place and to feel loved because you gave yourself that experience this is why women must solo travel. You will never know what you like. You will never know what your real type is. You will never know any of all any of that kind of stuff until you go out there and see something completely different from what you know you are used to seeing when you're in your hometown when you are in one place you aren't challenged you aren't you know being able you you, you can't think 
outside the box because you're just used to this one place. But when you go to a different place that is totally out of your norm, you have to learn new things. You have to get more skills. You know, like me, I'm a natural introvert. I love my own space. I love to just, you know, journal and be to myself. But being in a totally different place, I had to learn how to speak to people. I had to learn how to speak to people from different countries and different areas and learn their language and learn their culture. It was truly a skill that I had to learn. Although I'm an introvert, I had to learn new things and it truly challenged me and that is what I needed. So to all of my girls, make it your mission to go solo traveling at least once because it will truly change your life. You will not regret it. You will take so many pictures and have so many memories and that's where I'm at. I'm celibate, I'm free, I'm exploring the deeper parts of my womanhood and I'm traveling. And this has been a dream come true because all of my life I wanted to travel. And so to now have this moment come into full fruition, it is absolutely amazing and when I tell you God and the ancestors and the angels and my mother loves me so, so, so much. They protect me. They hear my prayers. And here I am. Here I am. So, yeah. Go out there and see the world. <laughs> I think that will be the end of this podcast episode. A fun little cute episode of my little solo traveling trip. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Again, please leave your reviews on my Apple and my Spotify. And I will see you guys next podcast episode.